This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria. Welcome to the Grief Relief Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my co-host and daughter. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we've got a good friend of ours on the show today who's done so much for the widowed world, and I'm very excited to have her on. You want to introduce her? Sure, Mom, I'd love to. And like you said, she's done so much to bring hope to so many people out there who have lost their spouses. Um, Her name is Michelle Neff Hernandez. Michelle Neff Hernandez is a brief spouse and the founding president and executive director for the Soaring Spirits Loss Foundation, providing resources and peer support to people grieving the loss of a partner. Soaring Spirits has met the needs of over 500,000 widowed people around the world and continues to increase their reach through innovative grief support programs. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here with you guys. It's great to talk to you. Now, I just want to get right to it because you have got so many resources. Let's start out with what you've got going on the Internet for brief people. We have a number of ways for widowed people to connect with one another, which is really the mission of Soaring Spirits is to be able to help widowed people find a community. One of the ways they can connect online is our Widowed Village Forum. Um, We think of it kind of like a Facebook for widowed people. In order to become a member, we do verify uh, the widowhood of every person who is um, accepted into our community. And that's just one of the ways we, you know, do our best to keep people safe online. But we have a very broad definition of what widow means. If you lost a person that you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with, whether or not you were married, whether you are gay or straight, whether you are a man or a woman, um, we welcome you into our community. So one way is our forum. Yeah, and you know, that's so great, Michelle, because people, uh, I was just uh, working with a young woman whose partner died, and she said it's so hard because people don't take it seriously because I wasn't married. Absolutely, and people so often, I mean, even if they spent 20 years together, um, they find themselves sort of marginalized and wondering if the word widow applies to them which is uh, ironic only because so many times people who the word widow applies to them legally um, don't want that don't want that title you know they they'd rather be called anything but widow and yet you flip over to people who do not have that opportunity um, and you find that they are you know desperate to find a community where their loss is acknowledged as uh, you know life changing and important just like the rest of us Right. How do you, have you found that, too, in your practice? I, I find, especially with the 9-11 widows that I worked with, um, they were young. Mm-hmm. And Michelle yeah. knows this, and they were, most of them mm-hmm. were, un, you know, under 50, and the whole idea mm-hmm. of being a widow or a widower didn't, it didn't resonate with them at all. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other interesting thing is, you know, recently we have a few non-married widowed people in the news, um, you know, from mm-hmm. Lee Starley and Michelle to Mick Jagger. And, um, you know, we find now that we're talking a little bit more about what it means to lose the person who you had partnered with for however long, because not only do you lose, you know, what you had in plan for your life, but you also lose the opportunity, should you have wanted it, to be married to that person. And so um, our non-widowed married, or our non-married widowed people lose that opportunity as well. And, and so they mourn, you know, that chance besides the fact that they're also mourning the life that they didn't have with this person. Well, and I love that your organization includes them. 
Yes. Partly that's because we've talked, like you said, Gloria, when you're talking to people in your practice or, you know, when you're working with young people or any person who's lost the person they thought they were going to spend the rest of their life with, you know, one of the overriding emotions is this sense of exclusion from a community that they feel would uniquely understand most of their loss. And so, you know, for Soaring Spirits, inclusivity is one of the foundations of our organization. And so we believe that if you are hurting because you've lost the person you were supposed to, you had planned to spend the rest of your life with, then you have a place in our community. And so now they can find you online and talk again about what you're doing online. And then I want to talk about your conferences. So we do the Widowed Village, which is um, our online forum. We also have a pen pal program for people who would prefer to correspond one-on-one by email with another widowed person. We match uh, female widowed people with female widowed people and males with males. Um, and so they are able to apply to have a, an opportunity for a pen pal. And then so many of them go on to have just great friendships based on this initial correspondence that they develop over the loss that they've experienced. So that's one other way that we connect widowed people online. The third way is we write, um, we have what we call Widow's Voice, which is a blog that's written every day of the week, um, and we have a different widowed person write on every day. And they write about their experience right now. So it's not about hindsight. It's really about, okay, this is what part of my widowhood I'm living today, and they share that on our blog daily. Um, All of those things can be found at soaringspirits.org. I love your, uh, on that uh, blog you're talking about, you've got hot topics, too. (laughs) We do. Yes, we do. And, you know, what we tell our writers is, you know, we want you to write about what it's really like. And so we, we tell people, we, we tell the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, but we also tell stories of hope, and we tell stories of how we make it through some of the things that you don't even recognize early in your widowhood. So maybe take two or three years before you realize, you know what, this is something I'm struggling with, um, including adding a new partner to your life. Right. I saw dating there. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And actually, many of our writers have written through meeting the new person, um, kind of working out all the details of that, getting engaged, and getting married again. And so our readers get to go with them on the journey, whatever one that takes, whether it's a new job, whether it's a new home, whether whatever it is that has helped them to recreate their lives, they blog about it. And so we walk with them through, you know, every step of wherever it is that takes them until they stop writing for us. So it's really a unique community. We uh, we love our writers. They're, they're fantastic. Oh, and what about uh, your conferences? Talk about those because they're fabulous. Heidi and I have been to a couple, and they're they're just amazing. You have such wonderful speakers there, and such community. It's such a pleasure to have had you guys with us. Um, yes, we have a very unique community. We call it Camp Widow, um, and I always tell people when they arrive, you know, did you ever think you'd be going to something called Camp Widow? <laughs> And, uh, you know, of course, universally, nobody does. But what's so great is that we start to create a community that feels like home for widowed people. So when they come, the thing that usually makes them stand out in a crowd, the thing that they maybe don't want to talk about, is completely free and open topic in this in this atmosphere. And it's the very thing that makes them the same as everybody else in a huge room of hundreds of people. Um, we, we call it a blend between a conference and a retreat and a social event, because we try to provide an opportunity for there to be levity and laughter, um, because so often in widowed life, you have the fear that if somebody, you know, grieving any loss, you know, you feel maybe if someone sees you laughing or looking like you're having a good time, that maybe you forgot about your person who died, um, which clearly is not the case. 
but uh, having some relief from the heaviness of grief by being among other people who understand that so uniquely has really given our um, Camp Widow events a really interesting and um, uplifting, hopeful energy throughout the weekend, really, I think. Well, I think that that's what you really do accomplish, Michelle, because, I mean, I go to many, many of bereavement conferences all over the country for different kinds of losses, and the thing that really sets you apart, I think, is that you guys, you support and honor the person that died, but you also pay tribute and celebrate the life, and there's, like you said, a balance of, you know, honoring the loss and also finding hope again and having fun, and I love that piece. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that, because really the other piece of What I tell people this event is about, it's about learning to recreate your life because however we came to being widowed, and so that's why it doesn't matter whether they were widowed or or whether they were married or not married, whether they were gay or straight, whether they're man or a woman, none of that matters. What matters is we all have to start with a new plan. We, The plan we had is no longer available, and we all find ourselves in the same spot in terms of, okay, I need to decide now what I'm going to do with my life. And what we hope people take away from the Camp Widow experience is two things. One, proof that widowed people can and do recreate amazing, full, meaningful lives. And we do that by showing them in our return alumni. We have about 40% return campers. And so 40% of the people have been there before, and as they rebuild their lives, they come back with their stories. And so the new people who come in are constantly meeting another person who has found a way to recreate their life. And secondly, we hope we provide them with an ongoing community because the arc of your widowed experience may touch every piece of your life going forward. And so to know that you have a touchstone where you can come back and, you know, be grounded and be assured again that a full, meaningful life is possible, uh, I think that that's a very valuable place to come back to no matter where or how long it's been since you've been widowed. All right. Now, I like that. And I'm listening and I'm scared. And (laughs) And I'm saying, wow. This sounds like a lot. Um, you know, how can I dip my toe in? I mean, I guess the first thing I should do is to go, just go to the website. And how can, you know, I, don't, don't you think people might feel scared? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, they're, they come to us terrified. And I'm always so impressed by their bravery because, it, you know, they can't be sure it's going to be great. And even if, and they also can't be sure that it's for them. Um, and so there's two things I would say. One thing is to connect in one of our other online programs to help you get a sense of what the feeling of the Soaring Spirits community is like. And the second thing is um, our Camp Widow website is campwidow.org, and there are testimonials on the website. And I have heard repeatedly that people said the only thing that got me to come was those testimonials because I kept reading all these different people from all over the country all different ages, all different experiences, and they all kept saying the same thing, come to Camp Widow. This changed my life. And so um, I, I, we totally understand that it can be a very scary, um, you know, just a, a scary leap of faith to say, okay, yep, I think I want to go hang out with 300 widowed people. That I've never met by myself. Yeah, absolutely. And come <laughs> by myself, and so many of them do. But I'll tell you, it is the most hands down the most welcoming community I have ever been a part of, which, again, what kind of irony is that? The one club nobody wants to join, and you right. find, you know, these... And, and I, I would imagine, you know, that's true for every person who runs 
um, an organization like we do, you find that people think to you, oh my gosh, it must be terrible what you do. And you, and you and I know it's amazing and uplifting and inspiring. I'm constantly inspired by the people who come to us, you know, because they want to find a way to rebuild their life. They want to find a way for this hurt to be turned into something positive. Okay, now, um, I want to come, but it costs money. And I just want to say a couple of things about that myself, and then you can say something. For one thing, I want to say, you know what? People want to help you. And if you let family members and other people know, I, I've seen people at Camp Widow that their community has give, helped them out to go to it. And I know there are a few scholarships offered. So, um, you know, uh, where there's a will, uh, you might find a way there. You're, you're so right, Gloria. There is a charge, and many people um, find themselves wondering how they, want, how they can come or wanting desperately to come but not sure how. And I agree with you. Where there's a will, there's a way, one. Um, to there are so many people in our widowed lives who have said, what could I do for you? And as difficult as it is to ask for help, this is such an interesting and powerful way to give them an opportunity to help you. And thirdly, we do offer help to every single person who applies. Does that mean we can make it possible for every person to attend? No, unfortunately, because everybody's level of need for being able to come to camp um, is different. But we do offer help to every single person who had, who asked us for help, um, because we believe so much in this program. On one hand, I wish it could be free, and on the other hand, I have learned over the last six years that people value what they pay for, and that they will really, when they make an investment in something like this, they want to get the most they can out of it, and it sort of changes the experience. So it's a way of, you know, taking the reins yourself and saying, yes, this is something I'm going to do, and I'm going to figure out how to make it happen. Um, and in the background of that, we are always available to offer um, a variety of levels of support, including roommate program. We have a roommate program, so we can immediately cut the cost in half of your hotel stay if you um, are willing to share a room with another camper. Uh, many friendships have been built on uh, roommate pairings, for sure. This, again, is what makes you different than many, many organizations that I speak at because that's why I stumbled at that question because oftentimes when people really, really want to go to a conference and they don't have the means, there isn't anything really that the organization does except for mm -hmm. that you need to figure it out on your own. So I love mm -hmm. that you have the idea of a roommate, you know, pairing with somebody else, sharing rooms, and like you said, possibly, if you can on your end, helping them in any way that, you know, you feasibly can and giving them some alternatives. So, Michelle, hopefully there's a conference in my neighborhood so I don't have to go too far. Tell me where your conferences are. <laughs> there's uh, one in Tampa, Florida, and that's going to be February 6th through the 8th of 2015. And then we'll have one in San Diego, California. That's going to be July 26th to the 28th, and that's going to be 2015 as well. Um, we don't have dates for our Toronto, Canada one for 2015 yet, but we will have those shortly. So um, we have one in Tampa, one in San Diego, and one in Toronto. Um, so we have three options sort of at the corners so uh, that hopefully it can be uh, on one coast or the other or near the top. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today, Michelle, and thank you for writing to the Open to Hope Foundation. We really love the things that you write and that you're one of our authors, and uh, you're a great gal. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be included. You guys have a great day. Well, Heidi, uh, gosh, what a giving organization, and it's really wonderful to know that that's out there for support, isn't it? It absolutely is, and I loved going to Myrtle Beach and 
going to one of their camp widows, and it was it was such an ex- incredible experience. They did so many cool rituals to honor the person that had died, and and like I said, and it was also coupled with support and and fun and hope and healing. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening to the show today, and God bless. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.